Super Chimps with HB. And the Monkey Soup Podcast is coming back live. Yep. Except not live. Well, yeah, it's because you guys can probably hear this a couple weeks after we record. <laughs> but still, though, we're going to keep going because we're recording now. We're back with our friend HB. How y'all doing tonight? HB yeah. is here with us tonight discussing superheroes. And there we go. And as always, we've got Brantley and Clay. And we are the Monkey Suits. All right. Let's dive right into it. Super Chimps. So... Superheroes in this day and age are just ubiquitous. You go to the movies, you see superheroes everywhere because superhero movies are awesome, and Marvel and now DC are coming out big budget movies. And why? What do you think the impact of the comic book movies are? Why are they so gigantic? Because nowadays, I think they started coming out with a lot more. Is because people, a lot of people are like our age and stuff like that. They grew up on it, but younger generations, like born in the nineties and everything like that, they really wouldn't on it. So. I think they started coming out with more of it is so younger generations can actually know who those superheroes are and everything like that. Well, so we got, uh, like, me and Clay's generation grew up in 90 all the way up through now, and we grew up with Super Friends, uh, Saturday morning cartoons on Fox, so a lot of the old school X-Men stuff from the oh, 80s yeah. made yeah. a comeback. Um, yeah, original Spider-Man, original X-Men, and then obviously the, like the more cartoony Hanna-Barbera uh, was like because you know a Cartoon Network. That well, then there was that WB Superman thing that happened. WB Superman, and then also Batman Beyond later on too, and then Batman yeah, the animated Batman, series, yeah. which was That's Fox. Awesome. That was like the foundation yeah. of my childhood, right there. Yeah, animated series. I remember 1994. I was five years old. I'd wake up, and I would go and just from straight up from school. Batman the Animated Series would be on, ready for me to go. Like, that was my routine. Well, so I remember growing up with you, and there was the whole Saturday morning cartoon with Beast Wars and everything else. Yeah, that oh, absolutely. And that's when it was on Fox and ABC, so you had to try to sit there and try to flip the channels and try to catch mm. a good one. <laughs> Between the commercials, yeah. long before DVR. Yeah. Dude, good stuff. But yeah, back to comic book movies, though. Like, they're everywhere. Like, like we look at 2002. Spider-Man, and even before that, uh, most people say that the, the current comic book revival happened in Blade. Blade with Wesley Snipes was like the first kind of Marvel franchise that really kind of took off and like led into this you know superhero hype that we yeah. got now. And obviously, Spider-Man came out huge opening. It was record-breaking. That was a moment when they said, "Okay, comic book movies can be successful, right? Like, yeah, this is a real franchise." And now we just keep going on. It's like Iron Man, Avengers, Captain America. But didn't X Men come out before Iron Man? Oh, X Men did. X Men, yeah, because was... it, it was Superman. Then, I mean, it was Spider Man. Then it was X Men right after. I think it came out like maybe two years apart from each other. Yeah, a year or so. But um, that that now that franchise got huge. So yeah. then after that, they started doing more and more, and like comic movies just blew up, man. Well, so you also had the Punisher that came out. Oh wow! And yeah. Tom, Tom Jane was a great Punisher too. Mm-hmm. And it's really and then they had to try to reboot it, and that didn't go over so well. Uh, but it, it, well, so there was a weird yeah. lull where they just didn't know what to do because Daredevil came out and Daredevil was oh, kind of a flop. Yeah, yeah. And then also they came out with Electrica or something like they that. They did do an Electra spinoff, yeah. and that was also not that good. fell flat. Yeah. 
And then, and then they all started Ghost Rider. Wow, there was like a kind of a dark period in like the late 2000s where it was well, like... I mean, that was unexplored territory. Yeah. They didn't really have a format down. They didn't know exactly no. how in-depth they wanted to go. And the worst part, too, is that Ghost Rider is such a rich character. Daredevil is a great Marvel character as well. Yes. Uh, and ultimately, like in Punisher, Punisher is a great Marvel character also. And you get, you know, great property here. And they just didn't know what to do with it, like you said. It just coming up to fit. I don't think they had enough time to actually plan out the storyline to actually... They were just going for a one movie... They wouldn't go in for, like, sequels and stuff like that. Well, so I think it's possible that even Marvel didn't have any idea what they wanted to do as far as licensing went. So it was like, you know, Sony or somebody came along with an idea for, you know, adopting this franchise. And then they had maybe three months to put together a screenplay. And, I, again, I don't think that's enough time for them to probably no. develop anything, especially with the canon that they got to work with. Right. You got an entire generation of DC and Marvel fanboys that are going to pick and pull everything apart, and it's just going to be a bloodbath if you do it wrong. Yeah, it's almost interesting because um, like one thing we noticed from the movie is that unless there's like a promise of a sequel, right? Because I remember when Spider-Man 2 came out, that was even bigger because they're like, oh wow, there's a sequel to Spider-Man. This is gigantic. X2 was much better than the first one too. Yeah. For the same reason. And then in Iron Man, which is the movie that kicked off you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe currently, at the very end we got Nick Fury show up and everybody's like, oh wow, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s going to show up. What if they bring in the Avengers? And then the hype just, you know, went through the roof. Well, a couple of years after in yeah. Iron Man 2 came out, the Avengers was kind of confirmed. Yes. It, well, yeah. No, it was confirmed before that because remember it's, um, yeah, because that's when they came out with the Incredible Hulk. Because mm-hmm. even uh, after that, they started heading uh, it up because the uh, general was sitting at the table and Tony Stark's walking in and we started questioning about it. So those two movies, right, the Iron Man movie and also the Incredible Hulk, that's when they started to build up to totally. Avengers. Those are the two movies that uh, based it off. See, I still haven't seen either Hulk movie. The first, the, for, forget the first one. The first one's hard. Edward Norton is the one that I. Yeah, you got Edward Norton's. Yeah, it's a decent movie. Yeah, yeah. like when they got um, John. What's his name? John Galfino, the one that played. Um, Did he play Doc Ock? No, that, no, no, that, no, 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 that was uh, Alfred Molina. The one, uh, yeah. the one in Avengers two, and uh, Avengers, who played uh, Bruce Banner. That was Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, yeah. 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 So I was kind of mad when he actually when he came out with it because I was waiting for another Edward yeah. Norton because I think he was like the best Hulk. Well, he, uh, there's a lot of rumor that kind of speculation because nobody really got a concrete evidence of what really happened behind closed doors. But it sounds like one day they pretty much said Edward Norton, we're not going to renew your contract, kind of thing. Even though I think he signed on for like three to five movies. Is it I, possible he wanted too much money? It's highly possible. Or but is but it the, possible that he got better offers? Uh, th- that's unlikely because you know that was that was a prequel to the Avengers like mm-hmm. HB said so mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure when they brought him on the movie there was kind of the assumption that you're going to go into the Avengers but it's possible you know a lot of things could have happened he asked for too much money was you know being difficult well so set. who from the Edward Norton Hulk movie know. came over onto the Avengers project none of, none of them uh, yeah, not, it, not even the general Nobody yeah, came yeah over. that's right William Hurt played General Ross so yeah, it almost sounds yeah. like it was a completely different production crew Estrogen, yeah. it, it was still Marvel property, though, which is what was kind of interesting about it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, anybody from the first Hulk project probably came over onto the Avengers deal, and that's yeah. probably how that worked out. But if you sit down and look at it, it was only Dr. Ross, the only one that actually, around the Hulk movies, that actually went over to a new one. Even then, there's, there's a different Hulk and a different girl in um, the to- Dr. Ross. You're totally right. In each one of the uh, Incredible Hulk movies. Yep. Well, not even character-wise or actor-wise. I'm talking politically uh, with the production company, the actual crew that went on to produce it and anyone else I don't recall exactly who who uh, who was the production company was it Sony or was it um, no it wasn't it wasn't uh, wasn't Fox or Sony because that's uh, you know X-Men Spider-Man and Fantastic Four so it would have been primary Marvel my, my question is 
do you think that when Disney bought Marvel, that they just kind of like scrapped that whole line or like like we're Disney now, we're doing the Avengers, we want Mark Ruffalo? Because that seems plausible. To That's me. possible. Yeah. When did the whole uh, Disney acquisition of Marvel? That happen? was like 2011, 2012. Okay, so this was after the Hulk movie came yeah, out. Yes, so this yeah. was after the movie came out. Um, yeah. Avengers 1 came out 2010 or 2011? That was 20... Two, 2000... I think it's 12. 2012. No, no, it wasn't 2012. The original Avengers? No, no, no. Like the, like the first Avengers, yeah. Oh, yeah, it might have been 2011. Oh, no, 2012. So it was about I, that I same think, time frame. I think it was 2012. Yeah. But okay. yeah, so it was like I'm pretty sure Avengers came out right after Disney bought Marvel, and that that was like kind of uh, that was like the the Josh Whedon hiring decision, and that was a kind of you know at the time it was controversial, but obviously it paid out in spades. So it just it's kind of interesting to see how all that kind of goes together. So let's talk really quick about that. So why do you think Avengers two? Because like Avengers two, you go right now on Twitter. And it's like the number three, like most tweeted hashtag. Who played Loki? Avenger, that was Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, so Tom Hiddleston is probably going to bring in your entire female audience. <laughs> I think right. that's why it became so big because there's actually a higher number of people on Twitter that are female than male. I think. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that possible. Is true. Yeah. Didn't go in there and rent. Yeah, that's totally true. <laughs> yeah, but like, so Avengers: Age of Ultron. It's currently September, so it's eight months before the movie's gonna even come out. It comes out in May. Uh, 2015, and we are already seeing just huge hype. We, we saw in Comic Con, we saw all the little posters come out, and it, it looks really good. We saw hints of the Vision. We've seen uh, all kinds of just hype and build up, and you know how like what's Ultron going to do? What's the backstory? You know uh, how how are they ultimately going to defeat Ultron? All this stuff is already getting thrown around, and the movie's still eight months out. So, and like, how how do you get that much hype? Like, Avengers two is just like through the roof. Well, so, I mean, it's a trilogy. It's kind of like how it is with the third Hobbit movie coming out. Yeah. Nobody really knows what they're going to do or how they're going to end it, but they got so much story to build up to, and there's more than enough ways for them to go with it. Yeah, they, they totally do. But it's, just, it's really interesting, though, that, that the cinematic universe builds up itself like that. Like, all of a sudden, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, and it's like, okay, random... You know, the, to the average audience member, random franchise. Mm-hmm. They've never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy. Especially before. the me, because like, I was like, what is this? When did Marvel come out with this guy? It, it's, not, it's not even like that, because if you look back in like the 60s and 70s, the original Guardians of the Galaxy was a totally different team. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and now you have, and in the movie, they featured the, mar, the modern mar, uh, Guardians, which came out in 2010 in mm-hmm. the comics. And that's left field. And it just shows you like what kind of power Marvel has to be able to do that. Well, it's really impressive, especially with Guardians. Uh, Guardians is the most merchandised Marvel franchise since, Spi- uh, since Spider-Man came out. But like what, uh, like what Clay was saying, it's mainly to do with a bunch of females. Like, yeah, I talked to all the majority of the females that I know all went wide to move just because of all the hot cats. Because Chris Pratt, when he actually went in there, he lost a lot of weight yes. to mm-hmm. actually be on the roll. And it well, drew a lot of female attention. So totally. there's that part. But there's also some really interesting parts to bring on as well. So uh, Drax is a very... Okay, so his species is incredibly literal. They make this point in the movie. Right. Uh, doesn't get metaphors, anything like that. There was actually a post I saw on the internet talking about this guy whose little brother is autistic. And he has a lot of those same problems. He doesn't get sarcasm. He doesn't get metaphors. He's a very literal individual. And he identified with Drax beyond reason. And it was really cool because he comes along saying that his uh, little brother says it's awesome that somebody finally created a character he can identify with. Wow. 
And I think the fact that's interesting. I think the fact that Marvel has enough franchises to where almost anybody can really see themselves as a superhero is kind of cool. And I think that's partially why Guardians became such a huge thing. Yeah, there's a little bit of that mm-hmm. relatability, right? You, like you see parts of yourself, mm-hmm. and it becomes kind of humanizing. That's awesome. Good point. Wow. So let's go ahead and shift gears really quick. Let's talk about DC and the side of things. So obviously, Avengers is huge. They can come out of Guardians of the Galaxy, and it totally sells like hotcakes. X Men was a huge franchise. Well, yeah, Days of Future Past, but that was Fox technically, uh, but you know, still Marvel nonetheless. And it still worked out. But and then now here's DC and they're like, let's not get left behind. We got this huge, rich multiverse of, you know, different All DC these characters, characters. sitting on, yeah. And now so let's talk about like let's talk about Man of Steel really quick. So that was kinda like their rebuttal to okay, Avengers came out, let's do something about it. Like what what does everybody think about that? I should go. Um I finally saw Man of Steel for the first time a couple months ago and it wasn't bad. I didn't think it was particularly great. Uh, they kind of glazed over a few parts of how the whole Kal-El saga happened and then how Krypton kind of, you know, came to its demise. And right. Overall, Superman's backstory is a little bit hazier, I think, because of that movie. Um, I think anyone coming into the yeah. franchise would probably have a really hard time digging into some of the specifics, but they did some cool stuff. Um, I think the fact that they made him into more of a pajama superhero than anything else was a yeah. little misleading. <laughs> but as you can see, as the movie turned out, his dad was wearing pajamas. Come on. <laughs> well, then he got that super armor. Yeah, Kurt Russell. He, Kurt Russell. He was just sitting there. All of them had it. Even no, no, no. It wasn't Kurt Russell. It was Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. Yep. And, but it's kind of funny, though, because when I saw Man of Steel, like, the first 20 minutes were breathtaking. Like, you're, oh, yeah. Like, like you're, you're on Krypton. My Michael Shannon was probably the best part of the movie, in my opinion, because he's great General Zod. And then, then all of a sudden he goes to Earth and becomes a giant IHOP slash Sears commercial. And they're just like, you know, that's pretty much what it is for, like, the next two hours. And I still think the best part of the movie was whenever you realize that the kid that beat up on Clark became the manager of that IHOP. IHOP, Yeah. And then he was just looking at her when Batman, when uh, Superman got hit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, obviously, Man of Steel, regardless of our personal thoughts on it, it went on to gross a lot of money, and it was it, enough, it was enough to where DC was like, "All right, let's keep this thing rolling." So now we have Batman versus Superman. <laughs> well, hold up. Okay, so leading up to the whole Batman franchise, you got the Christopher Nolan universe. Okay. Um, Heath Ledger, obviously a very famous Joker impersonation. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson with uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. The first. T- t- yeah, Tim Burton, '89 baby. <laughs> okay, so that kind of got the whole ball rolling with the DC franchise as far as live movies happened. It's, I think it's interesting though because then, like, one could still say like Joel Schumacher, right, came along in '95, '97, mm-hmm. and that was just like the nail in the coffin. Like, <laughs> like here's this great character Batman, and here's somebody who conceivably almost ruined it, like on the big screen. So it's like, it's almost like Christopher Nolan came around and was like a breath of fresh air. It really like he made a truly gritty and noir Batman that I think everyone really expected. Yeah, hyper realistic, awesome. It actually made you think that you know if you were a billionaire, you could conceivably become Batman. Maybe (laughs) like well, some of that hyper realism we were talking earlier, how that kind of downplayed a lot of the more famous uh, Batman heroes and villains. Uh, they didn't bother with uh, the Robin saga. They didn't bother with Nightwing. No. Uh, the last movie touched on the whole Nightwing premise, but never did anything with it. Right. And then there was a whole catalog of enemies and villains they could have brought on, but he just wasn't interested in bringing those characters in. Yeah. Trying to make it more real. Like you're saying, like make it more real life. And there's not that many of Batman characters that... Well, there's a few. That it could They're a little be larger like a, than life. Yeah. 
that you can't actually have on the screen to make it look surreal. Yeah, but then again, the, what they played with, you know, like, nobody really knows the backstory of the Joker. Awesome. Just keep him as this crazy, chaotic force. You know, Burn Two-Face gives him some sort of legitimate reasoning that he could, in fact, be Two-Face. Ra's al Ghul, uh, yes, it's Ra's al Ghul, if you watch the animated series, uh, was, you know, Head of League of Shadows. Awesome. Conceivable. Maybe something like that exists in the world. And then there's know. Bane. And then there's Bane. Bane. Yeah. So let's talk about that. <laughs> Bane was the most butchered Batman villain of that entire series. Absolutely, it was. Not only because of, you know, the horrible backstory they gave him. Not horrible in the sense that it was bad. Just, it was bad. Well, if you're familiar with the canon, yes, it was bad. But it was a rather believable premise to the universe that Christopher Nolan was developing. Yeah. I think that was a fair point on his part. But to butcher a character as rich as Bane and then to completely remove the Venom aspect, I yep. think kind of castrated the whole thing but like i was saying like he made him more realistic because mm -hmm. like if you can see if anybody actually know bane from the old school bane like you can see there's there's like you can see the tubes coming out from his back because like, he had something on his back or his chest that he had going into his helmet and in the movie they just went into the fact that when batman hit him with his forearm or something like that, and he cut a little gash mm -hmm. and he couldn't breathe but they didn't like regular people even my girlfriend she was saying that she um she didn't understand how his Bane going down from just hitting that little valve and everything like that. If they if they would have been more into how Bane needs to survive with the venom going inside his body and makes him powerful, then he would have been a great character. But he just they never gave more. It was just more into Rachel Ghoul and everything instead of going more into Bane because Bane was supposed to be the main character. Like everybody was freaking out yeah. thinking Bane was Rachel Ghoul's son, which right. really not. If no, you were actually caught up not. to the stuff, you knew it was going to happen. Well, actually, and, and the whole time of the League of Shadows, I thought was a bit forced too because Bane is supposed to be this crazy. Like South American prisoner. That's really what he is. And then he's subjugated in a horrific experimental procedure where he gets, you know, bonded to the venom and ultimately addicted to it. And then he ends up escaping because he's actually intelligent too to boot. And then he realizes that he has to go on this giant conquest and take over Gotham City. Anyways, Lost why is everyone so attracted to Gotham? It's a birthplace, man. Villains. <laughs> <laughs> that in Metropolis. Why don't you want to go down? Why don't you go down south? Or nobody go to California? Anything? Destroy Denver? Like New York? What? Well, New York, Metropolis, and, and Gotham City. Yeah, the only thing they're destroying. And, and then also Coastal City because that, that's where Green Lantern uh, does all his stuff. But yeah, yeah nobody but, cares about Green. Lantern. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, I don't think anybody. burn down there. Yeah, but, but yeah, though, like yeah, Gotham and Metropolis, absolutely main hubs of the DC universe because everything in DC just happens to be like that. And then Fort Knox always makes an appearance. Yeah. Yeah, we we have to tie in gold somehow. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, Oh, that's great. So, so moving on to Batfleck. Yes, let's talk as about it. As if Daredevil wasn't bad enough, Ben Affleck is donning the cowl and oh, is Bat taking on Superman in yeah, the newest so, franchise. Right, so Batman versus Superman is going to be... It, it's, it's almost like DC saying, okay, Marvel is kicking our ass, like, to be quite frank. Let's just go ahead and bring out the big guns, as in the Justice League. So we're going to introduce Batman right in the title, even though he has zero context in the universe, as of, you know, uh, Ben Affleck, Batman. Uh, we have, you know, confirmed cameos of Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Jason Momoa's as Aquaman, which is awesome casting decision. Uh, and there's already rumors of the Flash and Green Lantern making cameos. That'd be nice. So we're, we're having seven character developments in one movie. And if you look back, uh, like listening to some other movies that had, you know, massive character development that ultimately flopped. Uh, generally speaking, you know, you introduce more than like you know two or three uh, enemies. Uh, Spider-Man Three yeah. was huge criticism for that because they had to do Venom, Sandman, and uh, Green Goblin Two. 
And they thought three villains was just overkill. And now they're trying to do seven. Well, especially with somebody as rich as Venom. I mean, that's an entire saga yeah. of itself. Absolutely, it was. Well, Actually, I think Venom and Carnage are getting their own. Ve- Venom, for sure, it's going to be. No, no, no. Spin-off. Carnage is going to be introduced in this one also. Oh, I hope so. I think they're both going to be involved in this oh, uh, so. new series that's coming out. Yeah, cause, well, because Carnage, uh, his symbiote, for those of you who do not know comics that well, is actually birthed from the Venom symbiote. Yeah. Yeah, and then it bonds while he's imprisoned. Bonds with the serial killer. To Cletus yeah. Cassidy, the serial killer. That's right. And Eddie Brock escapes, and so does he, right? Uh, anyways, but yeah, so back to Batman vs Superman, though, you're trying to introduce seven rich, complex characters in, you know, two hours. Three how, hours. How, how are you going to do that? Even, or th- even, even they're going to bump it to three hours. E- even so, though, how, how are you going to do the seven characters? Though? And then there's going to be the five hours director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> it just happens to be Pat Peter Jackson come in and do it. Like <laughs> but, I don't know. Um, that's weird. Trying to get all seven characters in at one time. But I guess they never had majority of the characters never had a backstory like Aquaman or anything like that or Wonder Woman uh, for certain people. They kind of people. piggyback on the idea that Aquaman is involved with Poseidon in that anthology. Yeah, right. Because so, he, he is the king of Atlantis and he does rule over the people under the sea. And yeah. it's Triton too. Another thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. So the Triton Neptune thing kind of crosses. Well, yeah. I'm pretty sure Triton and Neptune are one and the same. Like, they're I'll, the same symbiology, but they're right. not the same uh, lore. I, oh, true. Because because Poseidon's Greek mythology, right? And mm-hmm. Triton is what is that Norse something like that? I, I, I want to say it's Norse, but I don't so, think some, so. I, I don't know. So it's something else. So, yeah. But uh, yeah. So obviously, so Aquaman in particular, right? He's tied in with Atlantis and under the sea and all so that. So he's got a little bit of backstory, and you just know that he can talk to fish. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's <laughs> about. So his followers are. He's a, he's a telepathic <laughs> underwater king of some sort. And then we know that Wonder Woman comes from a race of Amazons that are secluded on Themyscira, which is some mystical island somewhere. They're women only. Women is it, only, Is right. it possible that they're using as much of the existing canon that people are aware of to kind of give context to these characters? Because mm-hmm. I, I don't see how they could properly introduce any one of them at any given time during this film and expect anyone to understand who they are in this context. I'm right there with yeah. you, man. Because I'm a little bit afraid that they're going to do the same thing with Bane, where they're just kind of like, oh, by the way, he just happens to be part of that. And it's like, no, he's not, though. And you're just trying to do that for the sake of character development quickly in one movie. Right. But but uh, just like what you were saying, I think DC... I don't think they, they say that they might come out with it and stuff like that. Is it 100% that they're all coming out with a movie? Yeah. The Justin, okay. Because I would say, because they could have just kept it to just Batman and Superman, especially since they, the Batman series just ended and then the Superman series came, I mean, the Superman came out and everything like yeah. that. They can actually, I think they have enough power and momentum behind those two movies that they can push for a straight Batman Superman movie and not even have to worry about the Justice League at all. Because them two right there, the revenue... Oh, it would be, but th- but they they want to push a Justice League though because they want to fight fire with fire with Marvel. Well, so how Marvel long? Push okay. the Avengers. Yeah, that's a good crossing point. But yeah. how long did the Batman and Superman uh, conflict happen in the comics? Oh, years. Batman vs Superman was ongoing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. See, that's why I'm curious why they didn't go with just the pure Batman Superman route. Oh, because like because they want to directly contest the Avengers, yeah, and they realize that the only way for DC to do that oh. is with the Justice League. Interesting point. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man building up to the Sinister Sticks. Yeah. Sinister oh, Six. Oh, that's true. And, so and they're they're slating for these powerhouse movies coming out where they've got like the Legion of Doom could be coming out with the DC universe. It could be. Mm-hmm. Well, because we already have The Rock cast as Black Adam, and right. he, if Black Adam's not technically a member of the Legion of Doom. He is a he's in the character occasional member of the Injustice League uh, but he's the arch rival of Shazam generally mm-hmm. speaking so and, bottom line you got yeah. 
I think the Avengers kind of snowballed this thing. Uh, but so if DC really is jumping on ship, trying to get you know their their mass group super yep. friend franchise going, it's going to be interesting to see how they play that. Because with Legion of Doom, I've got some heavy hitters in mind, such as Manta Ray, uh, Solomon Grundy. Yeah, absolutely. Lex Luthor. Who are they going to get to play Lex Luthor? Uh, well, apparently uh, Jesse Eisenberg, which is going to be ooh. questionable at best. <laughs> I can't imagine him bald. No. I don't think anybody can. Which is like, seriously, like they had Jason Momoa, great choice as Aquaman. Ben Affleck, I think he'll be able to do Batman well enough, especially if they do feel like an old, older Batman. Henry Cavill, he does look like Superman. Gotta give yeah. it to him. Uh, Wonder Woman looks okay. Uh, you know, we haven't seen Flash, we haven't seen Green Lantern yet. Uh, apparently, Cyborg, they already have a, a character picked out for him, and that should all work out. But the only okay, question so I can't decision remember. is. Jesse Eisenberg. Okay, so as far as the Hanna Barber universe, was this Justice Friends or Justice League with Hawkman? Hawkman. I think it, that was Justice Friends. Hawkman would be Justice League uh, because because Hot Girl came on the Justice League, League cartoon. She was different canon though. They she, didn't have Hawkman and Hot Girl at the same time. No, they didn't. But Hawkman was the original though, right. as far as Justice League is concerned. Excuse I feel me, like that was we, Super Friends though. Are we forgetting about the Martian Manhunter? Why are you just not giving him any kind we're of credit? For, we're not forgetting about the Martian Manhunter. We're getting to him. Yeah, oh. John Johns is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> no, nobody's nobody's hitting on Martian. I'm Manhunter. saying if you're gonna come out with a movie, that would be a great character to throw into. The, 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 the only the only problem is that in 2012 they completely rebooted the DC universe with, with the new 52, mm-hmm. and in the new 52 Justice League, there's no Martian Manhunter at least as of today in the Justice League. Now that doesn't mean in the future that oh by the way here's a new origin story to Martian Manhunter that we're just going to randomly incorporate in Justice League because we can do that. Oh man! If but you, for the movie though, there's no confirmed Martian Manhunter, right? If you really want to talk about going off canon, uh, do you remember Flash Gordon, the Savior of the Universe? <laughs> yes. Do you remember the Hawk People? No. Do you talk about the movie, right? The old school movie when he was throwing the football around at the beginning, the yes. Hawk People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam oh, okay. Jones. <laughs> Literally, the reason Queen got big. Oh yeah, Flash. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> there's the Hawk People, and I don't remember if they're actually called that. They may be called the Valkyries. I don't remember. But I wonder if that's the origin of Hawkman. Uh, it could be some That'd sort be of cra- crazy trip one day where they were like, we can use that. <laughs> we'll create a, <laughs> an uh, alien race of Hawkman. That would be terrible. Uh, it happens all the time, dude. <laughs> but another great thing, too, is if they do take all seven, what DC can do, the same thing with... Um, what Marvel did, like they came out with the Avengers and everything. Everybody, everybody already had their own movies at the time. I think the only one that didn't have their movie was um, was Scarlett Johansson's character. Uh, oh, Black, Black Widow. Widow. She yeah, didn't yeah. have her own movie. And um, true. But what they, what they can do, they can start it off. It might not be big if they start off with all seven characters in the first Justice League. But then what they did with Marvel, they spin off to other show, uh, other movies and everything like that. Because after. Um, after they did Avengers, they went on to do Iron Man 3, and they still incorporated some of what happened in Avengers and Iron Man 3. So we already got some some relatively speculative slash breaking news on that, and that is that they already confirmed all the way through 2019 they have random DC projects that are to be released. Okay. So to kind of, once again, fight Marvel. And they already confirmed the first three, which we think are going to lead up to the Justice League movie, and that's going to be individual 
uh, Wonder Woman, individual Shazam, and individual Aquaman. If Darkseid isn't a part of any of this, I am not interested. <laughs> right. That's true. So Vitulia should do it. My only question, though, I don't know if that's going to be before or right after the Justice League movie comes out because they're obviously going to try to do probably three. I think if Justice not more League is going to have to happen. Justice and League movies, honestly, yeah. I wouldn't mind if they played it up to where they bring all these people together, but at the end they finally form the Justice League, and yeah. then it's just like the opening to Iron the Man rest after he gets out of the yeah. cave. Yeah, that'd be good. But it might be the same plot as Avengers because you see, don't think about it. Putting all the superheroes together, they, like they did on Avengers, they all got mad at each other, and all of a sudden they all became one. So right. it basically, would be like the same premise if they actually try to make the Justice League. Like, what, it probably will. What be. could they possibly do to actually go there? Because you know, Batman and Superman, they're friends, but they don't really get along. They hate each other. Like well, it's deep down inside, there's some kind of hate. Well, no, like it's more like a, a begrudging respect. I think. Yeah. Because because like Batman knows that Superman could kill him. Yeah. Like that's just that. And then Superman knows that Batman is surprisingly intelligent enough and, to find a way to kill him. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Have they it's, introduced Kryptonite into the whole Superman saga? The new one, no. No. The new, the new reboot, no. But in the old one, yeah, because Lex yeah. Luthor stabbed him in his chest and pushed him off the Krypton uh, island that he built. Mm-hmm. But which was uh, sad because Superman Returns. We just don't talk about that. <laughs> Rest in peace. Which is really too bad because Kevin Spacey's awesome, but he's just completely underutilized. Dude, Kevin Spacey is Lex Luthor. He was. No, he was. No, no, no. no. I mean, if they were to do a Super Friends movie. Oh yeah, yeah. That could be big. It could be big, but unfortunately, it looks like Jesse Eisenberg is there their new 21st century take on the character, which I'm incredulous at best. So, mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Walking Phoenix is bizarro. Walking uh, Phoenix, uh, Doctor yeah, Strange. Dr. Strange. Yes, so we're talking about frontrunner for Doctor Strange. No, so. no, no, that's fine, but I mean, as bizarro, I think he looks the part. <laughs> as bizarro? <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's got that square face, and they could easily chisel him a little right, bit. Right, yeah, post. yeah. yeah. You know, the way he talks slow, too, so, yeah. If you could just break his English a little bit more. Yeah, everything's backwards. (laughs) And then you pretty much got Bizarro, right? That'd be, actually, that'd be interesting if he does a Marvel and a DC property at the same time. Well, okay, I wonder if his contract allows for that. Unless there's two Marvel properties that are happening at the same time. I I don't know. I forget exactly how contracts work in that context. I I guarantee you that uh, if they're doing Doctor Strange's Phase 3 Marvel, they're going to be introducing him for Avengers 3, at least in some small capacity. Okay. Because because Doctor Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme of the Marvel Universe, and he's Mm -hmm. a big character. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about jumping uh, franchises, Ben Affleck, obviously... Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. now granted, there was a ten-year lull. But originally, Daredevil didn't work out so well. <laughs> a lot of people don't remember that, so I think that's why we tried to forget. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> like it's good to go. It's like ninety-eight Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. What? yeah. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. There's another Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> I should go to therapy after that. Mm. So. Yeah. I tried to block it out of my mind, but thank you for bringing it back, man. I didn't need you for a while. Thank you. If you haven't heard Monster Chips, check it out. <laughs> oh yeah, we actually did go over that. Good stuff. So, all right. So, Batman versus Superman. Let's let's go into this a bit more. Do you guys think that I, I think that Batman versus Superman might be a bit of like a last ditch effort kind of thing? Like, I think there's a really DC kind of like we got we have to do something here, or else Marvel is going to you know reign supreme for the next twenty, thirty years in the comic book world. So, unless we make a movie, then they could you know theoretically beat out their well, so long-standing rivalry. Yeah. Obviously, movies are a very easily consumable you know medium for the mass. Mm-hmm. Why can't they put their efforts into putting together a really good web series comic? Oh, yeah, that's true. And actually get back to their roots and make some good shit. So, but not that many people want to watch web series. You see no, 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 no. Even if it was just a web comic. Uh huh. 
Web comics are huge. They have incredible they're, penetration. They're yeah. easily shareable on uh, Facebook and all the other social platforms. I don't see why they couldn't do it. So, I, so let's talk about the like, DC animated movies real quick because I wonder if that's almost DC's answer to like a web comic slash a more palatable, easier to digest version of you know their giant characters, right? Because like like we were talking about earlier, DC has some great animated movies. Yes. Like you were just talking about the movie, if they would actually come out with the Batman Superman movie, if they would take the premise that they got from, did you ever watch Public Enemies? No. So basically, the the plot is um, Lex Luthor became the president of the United States some way somehow, and Superman does not believe that at all and does not want to accept him. But then um, somehow, some way, Superman gets backstabbed by um, Lex Luthor, and then I forgot his name. The dude with the he have a uh, Krypton in his chest. Oh, uh, uh, Metallo. Metallo. Yeah. Metallo, whatever his name is. Yeah. He, uh, Superman, I mean, Batman wound up coming up and helping him and everything like that. And they just, them two, and then Lex Luthor put a million dollar bond on each one of their heads. <laughs> so all these villains, even in the movie, all these villains came out of nowhere. Like, Batman villain and Superman villains, all of them came out just to try to get that bond on each other's head. If they were to take that premise and put it into a movie, I think it would sell. Hmm. It would be good. But at the same time, though, like, by doing the animated movies, they had that kind of like artistic integrity they can just kind of have free range on because mm-hmm. uh, anime movies are a lot less expensive than a live action movie True. right you can well, yeah, release you on, money spent on animation and voice actors well I, that's really about it though and then they can release on Netflix in some sort of exclusive deal and bam they just made their money back no problem I don't so. think Netflix would want to rope themselves into that kind of contract well they're doing that on Marvel though well no it wouldn't happen remember WB finally got its own distribution service for streaming Oh, you're right. But they're already doing Marvel, though, because they're doing the Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. and That's Dare, because Daredevil. Marvel's opening yeah. to, you know, whoring out their contracts. D- Disney, Disney. Warner Brothers, Disney. <laughs> who is in bed with DC right. on so many levels, they're going to try and get DC to publish on their distribution platform. That's highly likely. And yeah. it was really sad when they did that because they had an entire catalog of stuff on Netflix that they just completely pulled down. I was so bummed. I was going to watch a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, it kind of happens like that. So, Batman versus Superman, like, is there enough we can say about it right now, or is it just kind of like... We know as much as anyone else does. Yeah, yeah. like, I think that's kind of what it comes down to, is we can sit here and speculate and say, what if, like, what if it does, you know, gross more than Avengers 2? Like, we just don't know. But they're doing the same thing that um, Ed Marvel did, they're building up the suspense for us. Like, we're sitting here debating right now about, like, who's going to be the villain, who's going to happen. So we're all doing that. And then, like, they'll come out with a preview for the movie, and we'll be like, I don't think this is going to happen. Then we're all going to pay the money to go see it. So they're, doing, they're doing their job right now by yeah. keeping us in suspense. So. Well, and they've already showed us the, the new Batmobile, which looks... A lot like the Arkham Knight Batmobile. They showed us the Batmobile. They showed us the Batman design. Right. Uh, which Superman is, which is, is supposed Dark Knight to be... Returns old school Batman costume. Superman's supposed to be a play on the uh, Man of, uh, Superman Returns character design, right? Yeah. It looks exactly like it. Because uh, the blue is a little bit darker now. And then uh, the so, yeah. Yeah, definitely going for that. Yeah, so there you go. It sounds like they're doing their job pretty oh, well then. Speaking of character designs, they released Wonder Woman's character design. Ah, yeah. Uh, she's more based on. Uh, it was one of the newer series that came out with, like, in 2010, whenever they revitalized her franchise. Uh, she's got a jacket and pantsuit. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. But so, just from a. Sort of from a public interest perspective, that's a really interesting move on DC's part to not only revitalize a heroine figure, but to also give her a more empowered look. Mm. I say that in quotations because I don't really know what their motive was there. Hey. 
Yeah, as long a as she's a woman, that has to do with going for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's yeah. a full blown pantsuit, but it kind of it's reminiscent of uh, how Black Widow's character design came to fruition. Oh, okay. So, and then uh, there was a bunch of talk talking about how they were supposed to change um, what Superman to like Supergirl, something like Superwoman. They were supposed to be coming out with now. Because even there's a lot of play on her in the new uh, animated series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah Supergirl. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we're just that shy of them coming out with a new like. You know how the whole Barbie series had its thing. Mm-hmm. I can imagine like a whole super female franchise getting like bootstrapped. So let's go and switch gears to comics for a second. The the they, they're now Superior Iron Man, which is still still Tony Stark, but kind of a different play on him, which would be interesting. But then they released a new Thor co- with the same time. New Thor is a girl. Right. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see the way new Thor, highly feminized. Obviously, the old Thor is going to come back at some point because that's mm-hmm. the way comics work. But we'll be interested for the next probably several months to a year or so. We're going to see female Thor running the show, and that'll be interesting because you know how many female Guardians are there? Like three, um, maybe. Like because just there, there's Sif, there, there's uh, Thor's mom, and then Howard. It's, yeah, it, that's uh, seriously. It's like there's S- Odin's wife, right? That uh, Thor's mom, and then Sif, Lady Sif, and that's really. There's a couple others I can't think of. Yeah, right now. but seriously, there are not many female Asgardians though, and it'll be interesting to see what a female Thor brings to the table. Yeah. Who was the girl that was in uh, Thor's raid? Like who was in his um, his clan when they went over to the um, when they took off when they went to the other island when the daddy told him not to. There was a girl with him, wasn't there? Uh, to the island they told him not to. I'm trying to think. By with Loki's father. Oh, that that's Lady Sif. Oh, Lady Sif. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was yeah, there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so yeah, but there there there's seriously only like four, three or four Asgardian women <laughs> total. But even when if they come out with the third woman, like if they come out with the third woman, then I think it's going to be a big thing because then you're going to start coming out with a super a Wonder Woman movie is going to probably be following after that. Wonder They're probably going to come out with another bad girl. Hmm. Well, it's entirely possible this Batman universe could have room for a Batgirl instead of a Robin. Yeah, they could. Or even they can reboot a Catwoman and Ooh. have her thrown in a mix. Because be it's cool. time for a reboot since the Halle Berry Catwoman and even the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. That's yeah. a lot of time they can... Uh, yeah. Well, no, because they had Catwoman in uh, Dark Knight Rises. They did, but they still... In my opinion, nobody's really nailed Catwoman. No. So they, she's not quite evil, evil or cunning enough, and then I don't think they give her enough backstory, even though she technically doesn't have much of one. I'm but, sorry, gentlemen, you are wrong. When they earth the kit, when earth the kit was Catwoman. Oh, you're talking about like back in the original. Back in the original, <laughs> she got it perfect. Come on. Wait, hold on. Wait, which original? We're talking Adam West. Adam now. West. Yeah. Adam <laughs> West. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Earth the kit Adam was perfect. One. I haven't seen that series in so long. Well, all right. So Catwoman originally was a prostitute. Yeah. Slash petty. Selena Kyle. Petty theft. Yeah, Selena Kyle, right? And then she ultimately turns into a cat burglar who evolves into crime, pseudo crime fighter, sometimes villain, sometimes romantic interest in Batman. She's really a multifaceted character that they haven't nailed yet. But they also, like, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was a Catwoman. They actually gave her, like, some somewhat superpowers. Remember she was following the ground all those cats were licking her? So they try to show her showing like some not nine some lives kind of, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and then on Wait, the, was that in the that was in Dark uh, Batman the, Returns. Not, yeah, that's when Christopher Walken was in it. Yeah, it was, it was Batman and Returns. Yeah, yep. It was the second Tim Burton. Yeah, movie. Okay, because they did the same thing in the Halle Berry movie. Yeah, I, that I, was I, at the I, very, that yeah. was at the very beginning. Whenever they first introduced her as Catwoman, mm-hmm. first she was just uh, Selena Gomez. Yeah. 
So, all right, so how many Marvel movies are you supposed to, or slash superhero movies in general? So, Catwoman's DC, gotta forget about that. Superman yeah. Returns, gotta forget about that. Ghost Rider, gotta forget about that. Ghost Rider 2, gotta forget about that. I don't remember that. Uh, Daredevil, gotta Daredevil, forget about Electra. that. Daredevil, Electra. Electra. Blade 3 was terrible. I'll, I'll go ahead and throw that in. Blade 2 was okay. Blade 2 was okay. Blade 2, Blade 1 was a little... But then again, though, it was, it was so early. It was so early, yes. That it was, you know, that was like early CGI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it was, it was kind of, it was passable, right? So, uh, Punisher and Wesley Snipes was also a good blade. Did so. they come out with two of those? Yeah, because there's, there's Tom Jane, and then there uh, was a Punisher too. There was yeah. Punisher Warzone. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And uh, I never saw that one. They came out with another. The man that played the original Punisher. He came out with another like smaller movie. I saw it because it, it was I was on, I saw it on YouTube. It was I've, I I've seen it last. I never seen the movie, but I seen I was reading about it last night. Yeah, it was like it was like ten minutes long. It was like a YouTube short movie. Tom Jane, back in Punisher mode. Uh, really, I thought I really thought that ten minute movie was better than the entire probably both Punisher movies actually. Yeah, like it was it awesome. Could have done more with it. They could have done a lot more with it. And they, they had Ron Ron Perlman make a cameo too, which is kind of funny but yeah once again though the power of like many web series and web comics I think great, great stuff I really think DC could leverage that to their advantage yeah oh, they should so any any DC people listening to our show you may want to consider that <laughs> we, 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 just, we probably saved you a lot of money so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright so ultimately let's talk about comic book movies and why they're so important right now comic book movies we talked about are huge you know like Marvel proved it right they can take you know, B-list, even C-list heroes like the Guardians of the Galaxy and turn it into a blockbuster movie. That's I think not part even of it. B-list. That's like D-list right there. Yeah, I didn't know who all the characters... I'm, I'll be honest with you, I like reading comic books and everything, but it, I had to go Google it yeah. and figure out who the characters were. <laughs> Wait, I am Groot? <laughs> yeah. I am Groot? Who is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so Guardians actually had one of the most brutal overkills in that movie. Two of the most brutal overkills. Uh, first was Groot impaling six dudes and then flinging them in that hallway oh, for yeah. part of like a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the second overkill was whenever the uh, the ship burst through the barrier that uh, the colony had set oh, up. Oh, yeah, and, and all the Nova Spoiler Corps. Alert. Like, Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> but anyways, like half the Nova Corps like, die, though, like in that scene, which is really sad. Uh, but that's, that movie is... That movie is gritty and hilarious all at the same time, and it's awesome. Thank you, Chris Pratt. Groot is Groot, man. Like Groot is like such a great hero. Like I think Groot may have been my MVP in that movie, just because Groot is he's immortal. First of all, like you cannot kill Groot. Like he just continues to regenerate himself. No, no problem. Tim Gunn did a fantastic job. He did do a great job. And also, to finish my comment, Groot can transfer his consciousness between like twigs. And just let himself regrow. And not to mention that he's also a superpowered humanoid tree. Kind of awesome. <laughs> and they transferred that into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Bravo. <laughs> Don't group remind you of one of those characters, one of those people from Lord of the Rings 2 to 2 Towers? The Ents. <laughs> yeah, he reminds me like that's his end history or something like yeah, that. Yeah, man. Yeah, and Tolkien definitely came out before Guardians. So, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Good stuff. Um, I kind of wanted to see what you guys would want to see. It was like a, what what would, what would your dream Marvel or DC movie be, oh. of any one franchise character they had not touched on? Honestly, I would say Nightcrawler. That would be cool because like they didn't show enough emphasis in on the new on the uh, X Men when I think it was X Two. It was X Two. X Two and X Three. He was, uh, yeah. he, he wasn't. He was in three. No. He was just in two. Yeah, because because Alan Cumming played him in X two. And mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, he was. I think it was a great cast. 
and they did well with them, but kind of short lived. Yeah, yeah. Nightcrawler is that's my vote. Nightcrawler is a great X Men. Uh, oh, no um, Morph. I'm just saying, I'm, I love Marvel. Morph is a great character too. They could have come out with a lot. I'm just saying, Marvel has the most they, to come out with. They, they can do so much. Uh, like, and it really, with me, it comes down to like what what kind of franchise you're talking about, right? Because obviously, number one, I want to see Thanos done well. If, if they do, if they do uh, all the Infinity Gems and they just have them wreak havoc. They're not going to be able to do him justice because they don't even have the Fantastic Four. They're well, not, they, of they, what they brought to the screen with Guardians, Thanos actually looks pretty darn convincing. He looks perfect, really. Like he looks very reminiscent of his 1960s self. Uh, if he, if they bring in a um, a personification of death and they have some sort of love triangle going on, Thanos will be about perfect. Uh, that assumes, of course, he's all powerful. And there's a point where the Avengers are like we cannot defeat him. Then they'll do the movie well. But then again, though, I could also, if they do, um, you know, a, a Phoenix saga, like for real, and like, you know, Cosmic X Men, yeah. that'd be great. Uh, but well, she I, was dead. Pretty well, oh, I know. X3, no, we don't, we don't talk We're about in the that. Phoenix saga. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Oh, would you wish we'd come back? Oh, man. I've got an entire catalog of movies I would love to see um, <laughs> uh, Apache Chief. <laughs> Black Vulcan. So you basically want to see yeah. Super Super Friends. I would love to see Super action. Friends. With, with Adam West back as Batman. <laughs> that would be good. I would really love to see that. Um, Voice only. I would love to see a standalone cyborg movie. Oh, that actually might happen. I've talked to you about this before, and yeah. honestly, I think that could be a really cool f- storyline. Or, or we just do like a younger uh, kind of uh, Justice League offshoot of the, of the of the new Titans, and then you have like Justice League, and, and we introduce Nightwing for real. And I'm really yeah. hesitant to... Starfire, Raven. Yeah. I'm hesitant to see a live-action adaptation of Teen Titans. Only because Robin hasn't really had a whole lot of play in the whole live-action franchise. No, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about Teen. I'm talking about like actual Titans, like because Teen Titans was like mm, okay, kind of gotcha, like gotcha. like the cartoon version. Gotcha. The actual gotcha. Titans were like young young adults. So, okay. Yeah. And, I'm not familiar with that franchise. Well, and, and that's where Robin becomes actual Nightwing. Cyborg is you know everybody's relatively grown up and it's a bit more mature in tone and yeah. So. so she's saying under Titans so beef bar mature a little bit? <laughs> a lot of it. I was about to say no. Yeah. But uh yeah, you know, everybody gets their you know, their moments of weird sense of humor, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, right, you, yeah, it's more more serious, you know, bigger uh scale villains, right? You actually have you know, people hanging on the balance, you know, life and death situation, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, so bottom line, I would love to see a proper super friends of the Legion of Doom. That'd be cool. I I I'd go for the Legion of Doom, definitely. Especially if it's uh, you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve my judgment on Jesse Eisenberg, but man, you go see like the Social Network and then you start you start thinking this guy's any Lex Luthor? I don't think so. Like, he's not even. I don't know. I guess he's probably gain weight for the role, but he doesn't. He, his persona just doesn't come off as like powerful at no. all. I feel like his head's not rounded enough. It's kind of pointy. <laughs> Well, and, and then it, like Lex Luthor is is able to outwit Darkseid. Like like l- let's think about this for one second. Lex Luthor is supposed to be so. Intelligent and that, cunning, and yeah, that he can outthink everybody, including Darkseid, who's a god. And when you start thinking about that, and you think Jesse Eisenberg's playing this guy, it's like I don't know about that. But hey, I'm sitting there thinking about it. What about Catch Me If You Can? In that movie, he actually seemed like he was a magician and everything. But he he seemed like he'd have a mastermind of uh, Lex Luthor, the way he actually portrayed that role. So I can kind of see it now. Thinking about uh, that movie, you never watched it before? No. Oh, but did you watch it? Um. Now you see me? No, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, but he play, basically he plays a magician. And just That's the way they're he, magician bank robbers, right? Yeah. Okay. So he's just, he was just cocky and everything. 
And I can actually see him playing a good Lex Luthor for his cockiness, because even he's extremely cocky in the social network. Yeah, that's true. I can see that now. I just overall body wise and stuff right. like I don't see him as a massive because you know. I think he would definitely have to bulk up and he'd have to gain some weight in the face for it. But uh, I, I could I could see it. It's Hollywood. That kind of stuff happens. I think Clay's got the whole bias going because he played a really big nerd in that movie. Well. We'll see. Like once again, I'm, I'm trying to reserve my judgment until we actually see it. So, yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't have chosen him if it wasn't you know the right pit. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, everybody is really quick to jump on this because it's like, remember back in 2005? Oh yeah, Heath Ledger was gonna play the Joker. Oh God, what were they thinking? And it's like he was great. So well, yeah. Christopher yeah. Nolan, Christopher Nolan really didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> and he knew how to coach <laughs> the Joker and get what he needed on camera. Yeah, and it worked. It totally worked. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. That's kind of the state of the movies and everything we think about it. Got anything else? <laughs> like, nah, that's pretty much it. Uh, HB, do you want to plug anything you got going on or? Oh, about what? Anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just talk about what you're working on, what you want to talk about. What, oh. what, 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 what does the world need to know? Oh, right, right now. Um, Right now, my main goal and everything is just, you know, I'm doing a bunch of cooking now, man. So that's all it's about right now. We're going to two food trucks right now. So What are the names? Oh, Cilantro. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we it's basically one, it's one food truck, but it's in different locations all the time. Oh, yeah, right? but no, we, we know Cilantro quite well. If you're in the Austin or now Houston area, right? Yeah, we're in the Houston area also. There's uh, three trucks over there in the Houston area. We just got a brand new truck that we have around for certain events. Like, we just had it. We introduced it out to um, the Bat Festival. It was right there in the middle of the Congress Avenue Bridge. Nice. And it was a nice introduction to the truck. We actually found out the things that we need to do in the truck now and things we need to change and everything. So it's going pretty well over there. So feel free to check out the new truck if you're in the Houston area. Because Houston and Austin, that, yep. That would be great stuff. And we're, right now we uh, started adding taxes to our things. Um, most, of our, our, most of our items on the menu because we're trying to get tax, tax purposes so we can get our brick and mortar going up right now. Nice. So you can look for that, the brick and mortar for Toronto you coming up real soon. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. So there you have it, guys. If you have anything more to talk about superheroes, feel free to comment, tweet at us, and let us know what you think. Marvel for life. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> Bye, guys.